everyone. Welcome back to the Film for Fans podcast, your home for movie news, reviews, and movie fan views. That's right. This is the podcast from movie fans for movie fans. I am your host, Ryan Dunlevy, and joined once again by my co-host, Rob Dunham. Hello, everybody. Welcome, Rob. Glad to have you here for this special Thanksgiving edition of the Film for Fans podcast. So we're breaking from our normal format. This is coming out on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, as opposed to our normal Friday. And we're going to cut down on the show a little bit. We're going to focus more on just a quick hit on things we're thankful for and give you a few ideas of what you might be able to watch over the long weekend. So, Rob, you ready to get started? Oh, I'm so ready. Let's awesome. go. Awesome. So, we're going to jump right into Thanksgiving. So, uh, I thought we'd start with a uh, what we're thankful for movie edition. So, Rob, in, in, in the movie world, give us something you're thankful for and in the movie world right now so this is not necessarily a right at the moment right now but it is a looking back at the year yeah looking Uh, back at the year works thing that i'm thankful for is uh i'm thankful that regal and amc and a bunch of other theaters uh came around to having a subscription model Hmm. that allowed us to go see some more movies in the theater because it's something that I always wanted after having movie pass for a little while. I know Ryan also had it yet for a bit longer than I did. Um, but seeing that go under was really disheartening and discouraging because it was exciting to be able to have that freedom. And I, I feel like the versions that the theaters came out with in a lot of ways were better than uh, what movie pass was, especially how it was at the end. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful that I, I got to watch a lot of movies and I think about, um, a couple movies that I saw uh, over the year, like The Goldfinch or um, The Lighthouse or uh, Motherless Brooklyn, like movies that I might not necessarily have paid a full movie ticket price for, but I'm glad that I saw each of them in the theater. Yeah. And so just to have the ability to be able to go do that um, is something that I'm very thankful for this last year. And I hope that we have the opportunity to do it again uh, sometime in the not too distant future. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great thing to be thankful for. That was, I mean, it really did. It was a game changer to be able to do that. And and because Regal came out with that, I, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, there's so many more movies I went to as a result of that. So that definitely built up our repertoire of films we have seen and abilities to talk about films. Yeah. So I'm going to say one of the things that I'm, I will say I'm most thankful for movie wise is um, I have to be thankful for Tenet. Um, It did not usher in the grand return of blockbuster movies to cinema the way we were hoping it might. Uh, However, it was like a, it was a bright spot in a very, very dismal stretch for movies. And you know, it gave us something to look forward to. It gave us something to talk about. And uh, not to mention, it was just a fantastic movie. And to be able to, you know, wait and anticipate the release of this movie and then to get to go see it opening night in IMAX, uh, 
it was it was a cathartic experience as well as a, a fantastic movie experience. So I, I must say I'm thankful for Tenet. Yeah, I have to echo that. I, I would say that for me, it's probably not in the top, top echelon of Christopher Nolan's work, but it's still a really good movie. And there was not a whole lot of that yeah. <laughs> going on around it. So <laughs> it was definitely good to have that in the theater. Yeah, this year's uh, end of the year movie list is going to be a rough one. Birds of Prey for Academy Award. Let's go. <laughs> it might have a shot this year. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, do you have any other uh, any other movie ones? Uh, I, I another thing I'm thankful for, but I need to do a lot more work on is um, the ability that we have to put some of our movies in a digital format, which. Mm-hmm for me is just a uh, convenience thing to be able to have it there and not have to worry about pulling out a disc every time I want to watch a movie cause I'm lazy. Um, but I, I did recently go get a, a 12 terabyte hard drive. So I've got some, uh, got some work to do on that. Nice. <laughs> um, and I, I will do a quick two hit on, on things that I'm thankful for. Uh, one is I'm thankful for um, uh, all the great, movie sales that go on on black friday it's usually my annual tradition to buy several movies usually some of my top ones from the previous year end up being really cheap at black friday deals and that's when i like to load up so i am anticipating purchase of several movies uh over the next few days so i actually i actually went to best buy tonight to look at the selection and the only reason why i didn't buy a few is because i've recently did buy several from Redbox, and i don't mm. remember all of what i bought <laughs> so i need i didn't want to buy a movie twice <laughs> yeah. so i i will be thankful for that and also just for the there's a couple of local independent cinemas uh in our in our local town that have um have stayed open even since regal is closed and so i'm thankful for them to just if i feel like going to a movie even if it's a weird indie release i have a place to go and so i am thankful for those uh independent businesses who are who are giving it a go and trying to trying to make the best of a bad situation so i am i am thankful for their efforts all right so let's uh well let's let's get into a little bit more personal stake on this Rob, what are you thankful for this year? In your, in your personal being, what are you, what are you thankful for? Uh, I'm thankful that my band was able to record some music and make a music video, which is nice, awful and absurd and hilarious. We wrote a song, uh, wrote a song called Quarantine Christmas, and it's about <laughs> Santa Claus not being able to deliver presents, <laughs> which uh, Dr. Fauci... Uh, immediately slapped down and, and annoyed the crap out of me by saying that Santa Claus is immune to the virus and can do whatever he wants, which completely destroyed the premise of our song. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, uh, my band is called Blue Sky Falls. Uh, so this is a plug for myself because I'm awesome. And uh, we have a music video uh, for the song Quarantine Christmas on our Facebook page. And we also have some recording on Apple Music and Spotify and all those places. So you should definitely check Blue Sky Falls out. Um, kind of, the name is not directly derived from the James Bond movie starring Daniel Craig, but 
it was uh, some of the influence because I came up with the Skyfall as part of the name. So, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of in there a little bit. Nice. Yeah, we'll put uh, we'll put links in the uh, in the comments on this that you can check out uh, check out Rob's van and and band in the in the quarantine Christmas video. So make sure you do that. Um, I will say one of the things I am thankful for is um, is just the the ability to um, ability to have a, a number of my family pretty close, especially in this. Uh, in the time where, you know, for a lot of the year we had some travel restrictions or we've had, it's been hard to do that. Having family that's been pretty close has been, has been really helpful. Um, you know, my parents are like 10 minutes away. My brother's half hour away. Um, and so just being able to see family on a regular basis uh, this year during some tough stretches was, 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 was great. And so I am more thankful than ever for my family this year. Yeah, that's a good one because I don't have that luxury because all of my family is two and a half hours away <laughs> or yeah. more. So <laughs> um, I'm actually uh, it's it's I'm in my house, and if you've ever been in my house, you might be thinking it's very quiet in Rob's house. And the reason is uh, my wife and kids are actually in Delaware at my in-laws' house, um, but I can't quarantine the recommended amount uh, if I went and came back because of church work. So. I'm here by myself for five days, so I plan on doing a lot of sleeping, watching football, eating, and playing video games like an adult. Nice. There's <laughs> something to be thankful for. <laughs> I, I, built, I built a new computer early, early this year um, in January area, and uh, with the express intent of like playing games because my previous computer was 10 years old and could not run much other than chess. And... Uh, it's funny how when you have little kids and a wife that uh, take up like all your time, you have no time to actually play games on your computer. So uh, I'm I think over the next two days, I might be staying up late a couple nights to play some video games. So we'll see. Nice. I guess I'm thankful for that. Cause I like playing games. <laughs> <laughs> I also got uh, speaking of black Friday, I also picked up um, MLB, the show from target for $10, $30 off. So right. I'm going to be playing that too a little bit. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. What else are you thankful for, Rob? Uh, I'm also thankful for um, being able to have my kids at home uh, this semester of school. It's had its challenges and its ups and downs. Uh, my son is literally starting kindergarten. It's his first year of school. And his very first class ever of school was over a Zoom meeting. So mm -hmm. not ideal. He actually uh, saw everybody's face on the screen got up, started crying, and ran into his room and lay down on his bed and would not come out. So it was a really great start oh, to the first man. day of school. Uh, <laughs> but he's doing great now, and uh, my daughter's really enjoying it too. So it's been uh, really a blessing to have them home and not have to worry about them mm -hmm. uh, being exposed more than necessary to potential risk. And, uh, you know, I, I've just – it can be frustrating to try and get them to do their work sometimes, but um, having them around has been really an, an encouragement for me and a challenge for me. And uh, I think it's important too, that I have this time with them when they're younger, because it's important for both parents to be involved in their kids' lives if they can be. And not everybody gets that opportunity. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm going to say my next one on my list is I'm thankful for the uh, for the half marathon that I got to run at the end of October. Um, I'm a I'm a long distance runner, and like no, they're just no races. Like everything's going virtual, everything's being canceled, everything's whatever. And I found one that was actually being run in person. And when you're running a half marathon, you're not really very close to anybody. So, I mean, you can do it, you can do it pretty safely and you're outside and just being able to get to, I spent most of quarantine training. And so to be able to actually then have a race to go to and run, um, and you know then to set a personal record on it i was i was very thankful that i was able to at least get one race in this season so yeah, not not all of us can be sane so it's good that you can do such crazy things and be thankful about them <laughs> yes yeah it is great you might, well i saw a bumper sticker recently it said 13.1 and then underneath it said i'm only half crazy this is true like like full marathons are just a whole nother animal and eventually i want to run one but like the time commitment is just so crazy and you know yeah i just haven't gone there yet yeah my dad did five after the age of 45 and he's just i don't he's not human i don't understand My dad, my dad ran three full marathons when he was younger, not after when he was 45. That's for sure. (laughs) So I will, uh, I'll get to it eventually. We'll have to have to commit to it at some point. Um, so, and I think, I think to close out the the Thanksgiving portion, I just want to say thank you to you, Rob, as, uh, as we were, you know, looking for something to do and looking to, to start a hobby during a pandemic and um, you coming alongside to help out with this podcast and to start this venture has been, uh, has been awesome. So thank you, sir, for, uh, for your partnership in this project. And thanks for the opportunity because this is something that uh, those of you who don't know us would not know that I would say that uh, really getting down to it and getting this started happened over the last year, but, the idea for this podcast has probably existed for like five years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just never happened. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm very thankful for uh, the podcast as well, because it's challenged me to watch new things, to look at things in a different way, you know, to, to look at things from other people's perspectives and, you know, I just love movies. So being able to talk about them for fun is pretty rad. Yeah. And of course, we have to end this segment by thanking all of our listeners and followers. Um, just thank you guys for, for sticking with it, for telling people about it. Um, those of you that we know personally have, have given us good feedback and, and encouragement. And so thank you very much for all of your support and all the kind things you've said and, and your continued viewership. Um, it means a lot. So um yeah i'd like i'd like to uh say a special thanks to val and mike two of my friends who have been uh consistent listeners with consistent feedback um that's the kind of stuff we need to improve and to try new things and to not do things we try that don't work more than (laughs) once (laughs) Uh uh-huh 
Yeah. So thank you very much to the fans of the podcast. And we look forward to giving you more great content coming up here. So we have to, we, we can't, we can't skip on the watch list this year. Um, so, so let's, let's start out with, uh, Rob, what, what did you watch this past week? I finally watched Logan Lucky after about 8,000 times being told I needed to. So <laughs> what'd you think? Uh, first of all, I realized that Daniel Craig uses a Southern accent in more than one movie, which I did not know until I yeah. watched it. Um, <laughs> and this one actually sounded like a normal voice. unlike knives out who kind of sounds like a cartoon character i mean not that it's bad it's just an interesting choice um uh the thing the first thing that that stuck out to me about this movie is just as you're watching it more and more people keep showing up who are like what they're in this movie they're in this movie (laughs) they're in this movie like (laughs) they just keep coming and coming and coming yeah and it's just fantastic how many great actors are a part of this movie, which is really like just completely over the top and absurd. Um, but I really uh, enjoyed the direction that the story went in uh, the subtle twists and turns towards the end of the movie were quite good. Um, I really also appreciated how, Music was woven into the story as part of the story. Uh, one of the one of the main themes of the story and the movie is uh, "Take Me Home," mm-hmm. "Country Roads" by uh, John Denver, and uh, it was very cool to see how they use that in the movie to convey emotion, to drive the story. Kind of basically starts the movie out and ends the movie out, and it's it's in the movie a couple other places and it's just really nice how one song is used as kind of a narrative device because I love, I love when movies do something with music other than just pick the three hottest songs that they heard on the radio and throw them on a soundtrack. Yeah. And I feel like this movie did a great job of that. And as someone who loves music, I really enjoyed that. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so I watched, um, I watched a couple movies that, uh, some, every once in a while I'll just flip on the TV and see what movies are playing. And so I did that a couple times over the last week. And one of them that I came across was Star Trek Generations. And mm. for me, a lot of my attention in terms of the next generation movies, um, is it goes down to my favorite, which is of course, Star Trek First Contact with the Borg. I think it was the best of the next generation movies, but there's a lot of good stuff in, in Star Trek generations. Um, it really does a great job of passing the baton between the two, the original series and the next generation crew. Uh, I think there's a lot of heartfelt moments and I think there's specifically, there's some scenes that have, that really do speak to the essence of what Star Trek is about. Um, there's a scene near the end of the movie, which I actually used during a speech class in college. Um, but it talks about, it's, it's Picard and Riker going through the remains of the, of the Enterprise after it had been destroyed. And they're just talking about, you know, some people think that time is, a, is some, something that stalks you. But I think that time is really some, a friend who comes along to help you remember the journey. And it's that kind of exploration of what it means to be human. That's really kind of what Star Trek is all about. 
And so I think that movie did a great job exemplifying some of those things. So yeah, Star Trek Generations, good movie. And uh, the other one I watched was Arrival. Uh, mm. That's such a great movie. Arrival is just fantastic. If you have not seen Arrival, you must see Arrival. It's a it's an alien sci-fi movie, but it definitely does not have a lot of the familiar tropes that most kind of alien invasion story has. It really has a cerebral feel to it. And the way Dennis Villanueva directs the story, um, you go through the majority of the movie thinking you know what's happening. And then there's a moment where there's just a little bit of twist and you realize some of the stuff you were watching before, you don't have the timeline right. And, and the way that's done, and, and they don't actually, there's very few lines that communicate that. It's mostly done with visuals, but it's just a really, really well done movie. Yeah, Arrival is also another movie that uh, utilizes music very effectively and man, just to make me ball my eyes out every time I watch it because it has the song by Max Richter on the on the Breaking of Daylight, I think it's called, something like that, Yeah, uh, which is also a song in the movie Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. And in both movies, it's like, it's just haunting how it's used. And I can't watch either movie and hear that song without crying, which is, you know, I'm just an emotional guy. What can I say? <laughs> it's just such a well-written song. And the way it's used in Arrival, especially uh, at the beginning and then again when we find out the big reveal of the movie is stunningly powerful. Yeah, it really is. Um, I, also, I also watched Parasite again mm. uh, with my friend Jacob who had not seen it yet. And I love watching a movie I love with someone who I know will appreciate it <laughs> who yeah. hasn't seen it. And I, I think he summed, he summed it up perfectly when the movie ended. Uh, you just, like, he's kind of sat there in silence for a couple seconds and he just goes, that was a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I feel like every time I've watched it, I've appreciated it just a little more. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, the work by Bong Joon and the cinematography that was done in the film by the director of photography, those two guys together. Uh, it's really stellar work. Mm-hmm. And I think that watching it the first time in the theater, I didn't necessarily appreciate it because I think a lot of it is really subtle. Uh, there's a lot of small editing things that happen throughout the movie as far as transitions between scenes and just overall like palette and flow of how the movie is shot that you, you really only catch on to i think watching it more than once and i just gotta say like definitely it's like every time i watch it i'm more affirmed in the thought for me that it was my favorite movie of the year last year so Hmm. uh it was it was really a fun experience to watch it with someone who hadn't seen it yet and yeah yeah and the the fun thing about the movie is how the movie kind of the story kind of evolves and, and it actually crosses genres seamlessly um, as, as the movie progresses and as the story gets more intricate. Uh, so it's really fascinating how that, how that was done. It was very yeah, there's a, there's a We won't uh, spoil it, but there's a part of the movie 
where the entire framing of the movie, what you think it is, turns on a dime. Yeah. And you're like, what? What? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> yeah. And it just, it kind of just goes nuts at that point. And uh, it's not the same movie the second half as the first half. No. But it, but it couldn't be as effective if you didn't have both parts of the movie making it up. Yeah, very true. Very true. All right, Rob, give the people something to watch this weekend. Well, I'm home by myself in a quiet house with a loud surround sound system that I very rarely get to turn up as loud as I want. So I'm going to watch some action movies yes. <laughs> this weekend. And I would recommend you do too. And I'm going to, I'm going to seek out some awful movies because I just, I just want to watch loud, <laughs> annoying, egregiously awful film. Uh, the one that pops in the, I want to find some things that I haven't watched. And the one, for whatever reason that's popping into my mind that I have not seen is doom mm. with the rock. Cause I haven't seen that. And I feel like that's definitely going to fit the bill of being loud and annoying and probably not a good movie. Mm. Uh, I think that another one might be the Meg. Mm. Uh, Cause I think that might fit that details. I might even have to go back to like uh, uh, a deep impact or something okay. like that. You know, um, We'll see. We're, the, there's there's no sort of shortage of bad action movies. So it's true. <laughs> if you if if uh, any of our listeners have a recommendation for me for a bad action movie to watch, please like leave a comment or send us a note so I can, you know, expand my horizons, my ouvre of <laughs> awful action movies, please. Yes, please, please hit us up with a list of those. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> How about you? What do you uh, recommend the people put their eyes onto? So this is my rule. Christmas does not exist until after Thanksgiving. Preach. But I think it's important to start off the Christmas season with a Christmas movie. <laughs> so once Thanksgiving is done, I usually like to watch a Christmas movie during that weekend. But it, it can't be like the serious, like, in-depth Christmas movie. So it has to be something like Die Hard. Mm. So either Die Hard or like Home Alone. It has to be, it has to be something, something along those lines. And so I'm leaning towards Die Hard this year. So I think that's what my recommendation would be, is kick the season off right with a little Die Hard. Yeah, I think I if if I was picking something along the same lines, I would probably go with uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation because that movie is just uproarious and yes. fantastically absurd <laughs> when yeah. it comes to the season. And we will have to get into <laughs> Christmas movies in a in a in a very soon podcast because um, there's there's too much meat on that bone not to <laughs> not to try and chew it off a little bit. So. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this special Thanksgiving edition of the Film for Fans podcast. Uh, rate, subscribe, uh, check out our YouTube channel, and visit filmforfans.com. And make sure you send Lo Rob a, a giant list of bad action movies. Please, uh, I need do them. That, do that in the comments or, uh, or go to filmforfans.com. We've got a comment section that you can, uh, that you can fill it out there. So, 
thank you for joining us and we hope everyone out there has a fantastic Thanksgiving. Make sure you eat a lot of food. Take good naps. There you go. <laughs>